You're listening to the Toot Sleuth Podcast. Hosted by Greg Essenmacher. Welcome to the Tooth Sleuth Podcast, all about the business of dentistry. I'm Greg Essenmacher, your host, and I'm honored you've chosen to spend time with us as I speak with industry leaders on the dental landscape from their perspective. On today's episode, I'm excited to welcome Carlene Bostick. Carlene got started in the dental industry in the 1990s at her orthodontist office and ended up staying nine years, learning every aspect of that office. She loves the business of dentistry, working with vendors, and was excited to get into sales. From revenue cycle management, regeneration with strawman, guided surgery, orthodontics, emergency medical kits for dentists to endodontics with Brassler. Last year, she bought Beckmer Products, the inventor and manufacturer of Dental Rat and Blue Boa. Seeing the staffing shortage plaguing the U.S. industry, and especially DSO's need for efficiencies through innovation, it was a perfect fit. Welcome to the show, Carlene. I can't wait to talk about all that you've been around in dental. I think probably is I've been in dental 16 years. How about yourself? I have lost count. <laughs> it's been a long time, but thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I mean, how so you started in orthodontics. So tell me a little bit about you started for nine years. And so what different roles did you play? Were you an assistant? Were you up front? Did you do everything in that practice? So I, uh, I was hired on to start cleaning and quickly turned into an assistant and it was really awesome. We had three offices, so I was able to bounce between the offices all around my high school and then into college. Uh, so really I just, um, I was the only one working six days a week. Everybody else was typically four, but I really did everything, um, after graduation was the office manager of the three three offices, but I really did everything but um, be the orthodontist. I mean, it sounds like the entrepreneurial mindset. If you went from, you know, taking out the trash to cleaning up, you know, just from probably a part-time gig when you were in high school, working your way all the way up in the practice, that's somebody who has that entrepreneurial mindset and will certainly get to that. And it sounds like you had a couple of different roles in sales with a couple of different organizations. What what are some of tell us a story or two about that just as things that you as you learned in your career because there's usually a story or two that people like to tell, especially if you've been in sales for sure. Because like half of my listening audience are on the vendor side and the other half are clinicians that are in full arch that are listening in. Yeah. So I think one of my fun stories is um sitting with a doctor who really hated working with salespeople. That's always the best, right? When you're a salesperson and you're there and you genuinely want to help them. And uh, I asked her what she really wanted to be known for. And she just thought that was the most craziest question anybody had ever asked. And she said, Carlene, I feel like you might be wasting my time. And I said, oh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. But as your partner... I'm looking for courses to try and find for you to see how I can help you be better at whatever you love doing. When you pull out of the office at the end of the day and you say, man, that was a great day. 
what made it great? Like, I want to help you have more of those great days. And she was really caught off guard. And she sat back and said, I am, I'm really sorry. I apologize. You know what? Let's talk about it because there are some things that maybe you can find courses. And I said, that's, I'm here to help you with your whole business. I want to help you be the best you can be at whatever that is. And if that's connective tissue graphs, let's figure out how we can make you the best at what you do and have the best patient outcome. Um, but it was just, it's really interesting. So it's always that that rub between um, being a salesperson, but finding true partnerships and genuinely caring about, about the doctor, about the practice. And I love seeing practices grow and DSOs grow. And what you're describing is that consultative mindset rather than, you know, here, you want to buy my product. It's more about how can I help you to build and grow? What are your needs and how can I find that? Because I'm guessing and correct me if I'm wrong, but when it's, you know, not just the product that you had, but saying, you know, uh, what do you want to be known for? That's really like discovering and uncovering vision, like the why behind their passion as being a clinician. And then I want to go out and find like, how you can execute on that. That's a lot different than what I believe, even though I'm probably going to get butchered on social media for saying this, but what a lot of salespeople, if you will, have done historically. Maybe it's starting to shift more now. And so answer me this, because this is the next natural question that comes up for me with the multifaceted background that you have, you know, that obviously has uniquely prepared you. So what are some of the challenges, opportunities that you're addressing now that your unique background really prepared you for what you're doing with the Beckmer product line today? Yeah. So really seeing every aspect from assisting to working up front and um, scheduling patients and talking with them and getting them signed up for treatment, uh, you know, every aspect when I looked at the dental rat, everybody in a GP office has probably helped somebody perio chart. I had someone the other day tell me that if I have to help perio chart one more time, I may kill somebody. And I'm embarrassed to say I actually broke a pen yesterday. No joke in Seattle. And so I am. Um, this is somebody in the office told you this. Yeah, it was an office manager. <laughs> and so they're just, everybody gets pulled to perio chart. Everybody gets asked. And it's one of those things that like nobody wants to sit and enter 130 numbers, right? I mean, that's a lot, but perio charting is so important. I mean, it's finding, it's finding pockets that could be a, you know, a root canal that they need that could be a fractured tooth. I mean, there's just so much to it besides just going, oh, it's just charting a number. I mean, I had somebody else say that they got turned down. Um, their insurance got denied because the pocketing wasn't complete. So the dental route to me is just really a brilliant product. And I I thought it was amazing. And so with the staffing issues, and shortages, it's just the perfect time. I mean, it's a it's a great product that seamlessly integrates into any system and can solve a problem. I mean, right? Everybody wants their product to solve a problem a problem. And especially in the DSOs, and it's 
it's hard to have enough staff to get everything accomplished and be still giving the patients the best quality of care, right? That's the goal. So the dental route just really, it really called to me. I thought it was brilliant and it's the perfect time and place for it. Hi everyone, sorry for the interruption. Greg Essenmacher here, founder of GNA Consult. Just wanna take a brief moment and let you know if you're a practice owner, office administrator, or group practice administrator and looking to add, grow Full Arch for your location, improve same store sales, or learn more about what Full Arch can do for your production numbers and profitability, reach out to the show and book a discovery call today. Our expert experience team, we're here to help. I was just reading a couple of articles on this specific thing about DSOs and utilizing temporary staff or, you know, some time type of bridge staffing. And this is what you're speaking to, right? With the shortage and they're trying to somehow bridge the gap because ultimately it's about patient care. If patients are needing care, and I'm assuming that we're talking about first point of patient contact would be bringing the patient in, having a hygiene check, and needing to perio chart. And this isn't my lane of expertise, but I did some research before you came on to make sure at least I had a base <laughs> level of knowledge. So for those of you like thinking, he's in full arch, what is he talking about perio charting? I did my homework, Carlene. Good <laughs> so, job. Good job. So, and, you know, talking about like how to change the language around, you know, instead of calling them temporary employees and how to onboard them and set expectations, they have a good experience in your practice and things of that nature, but that DSOs are really taking to it more and more and how they're integrating. So I love that you're speaking to this. So tell my listening audience, and I I know because I did some of my homework, but what is the dental rat and how is it solving? Like specifically, what is the product for those that don't know? What does it do specifically? It's not something with a tail and ears, right? That steals your pizza on the New York subway and runs down the stairs that we saw on social media a couple of years ago that was so popular. Okay, good. So RAT stands for Remote Access Terminal. Oh, okay, and, gotcha. Um, honestly, it's it's a mouse and a keyboard put together. That's really what it is. It's a mouse and a keyboard put together. So instead of having to type the numbers in, you simply have your foot on the, uh, the dental RAT and there's um, buttons one, two, three, or four, or you hold them down a little bit longer and they turn into five, six, seven, and eight. And your computer recognizes it just as if you had a keyboard and mouse plugged in. So there's no software to worry about integrating or converting. Um, it's just as simple as plugging in your mouse and keyboard and your your computer and your system recognizes it. And the, the hygienist just uses their foot, which you know, hygienists are very used to using their feet for different pedals and such. And so the dental route is a really easy transition to entering the numbers without having to get up, without having to, you know, wait for somebody else Bother to Bother somebody in the practice that's about to, yeah. what, what was the, uh, I'm going to kill someone? Is that what you said? We don't, yeah. don't want to use that language. Yeah. And they're used to it, right? With suction and with hand pieces and polishing and everything else they do at their feet. So of course they'd be familiar. And w- I just want to go back because I want to have some clarity for myself because I didn't do as much research. So is it just a USB port that they're plugging in and then it recognizes it without software download that's is that what i'm hearing you say or yeah so it's it's a usb port um trans uh transmitter that signals back and forth just like if you went and got your logic tech keyboard um you know and connected it up so it talks back and forth and it's as simple as that the only thing that we have you download is a software that uh 
announces the numbers. So when you press the number, you hear the number back. Yeah, confirmation um, platform. Yeah, just, yeah, uh, it's just really to make just, sure you don't and, put a five instead of a one because that that's a whole different line really of treatment. Because <laughs> then the patients can hear along too. And I know I've heard some um, I've heard some other software that uh, people were using, and it it shouted back to them um, danger, and <laughs> that's um, that's really overwhelming. If I heard I was sitting in the chair and got danger. Um, so I heard that as a as a concern and complaint. What was that? Lost in space? Was that a robot? Danger! Danger! Will Robinson. We don't want to scare our patients, so we don't want yeah, that no. for sure. <laughs> so it's just a nice um, it just a nice number repeating back. So as they're pressing it, they're hearing it um, go in, and um, then there's a you know left click, right click, and a cursor. So it's really all combined into one right at their foot. I love this. And then they don't have to worry about Becky or John or Susie wanting to, you know, curse them out or really interrupting the the flow, right? Because I know for the full arch side and I work with other members that I bring in on my team when I'm working with full arch clinics or if they're adding it to the GP practice, which is a big thing for the DSOs and that I'm starting to work in that space as well. It, it's all about optimization of schedule. And once you start to fall behind on that schedule, you start to cut into productivity and you're not able to do as much of same day treatment and you're not able to right maximize on product all those uh, productivity numbers. So I, I love this uh, as a piece. So tell me about what you're doing to get the word out. I know I saw you. Well, I we were running in the same circles like at the, at the Dykema conference fairly recently and we were like on opposite sides and I'm like, wait, there's Carleen. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about what the strategy is to be able to share um, this innovative technology because technology is everything and it sounds like this is a great solution. So tell, tell everybody a little bit about that because I'd love to learn more. Yeah. So we we used to be in all the catalogs um, when I bought Beckmer products. Um, dental Rat and Blue, the Blue Bubble wasn't, but Dental Rat was always in um, pretty much everywhere. And, you know, I I didn't want it just to be a, a skew in a catalog. I really think there's a lot of merit to it. And so we pulled it back, um, but really have been focusing more on finding the DSOs that can use it so much and be able to gain so much value from it. Um, the staffing is just such a shortage. So you want the people that should be working on collections to be working on collections, right? Instead of coming back to help somebody parachart. So it's just, I've been spending a lot of time working on getting out in Dykema and networking and um, joining women in DSO. So I was really excited about that. Um, joining Ann Duffy's group, um, becoming a do and just getting out and networking, I think is the biggest thing that, you know, that I've been doing. Yeah, a couple of great organizations as well that you mentioned. And thank you for bringing those forward. I, I know that I'm uh, also a, a part of those. And what I want to know, so you changed the business strategy when you became the owner of Beckmer Products. And I love hearing about founder stories and bringing them on and entrepreneurs. And that is a big part of the Tooth Sleuth podcast is talking to entrepreneurs. It's about the business of dentistry. What have some of those challenges been for you as an entrepreneur? That's a big decision to make, right? Is to say, I'm going to pull it out of catalogs, not just be another skew. I'm going to take this chance. You know, 
personally, professionally, what has that been like to climb that mountain, to, to see that vision and say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this happen. Um, so what has that been for you to make that decision and then execute on that? But having somebody who's the backbone of the business and it's coming from strengths and recently on a podcast episode we had, uh, Jody Evans was talking about individual superpowers. And so somebody who's built up and had a business or businesses like your husband before, but I can tell you another thing, the skill set that you have and you've described it over the years of your career and being able to drive sales and be forward facing with customers and with dentists. And you described it earlier. And, and let me see if I can remember it and forgive me if I paraphrase a little bit. But when you say, you know, what do you want to be known for? Same with the DSO space, identifying that need of staff shortage and saying, my product's not going to, now that I'm the owner, right? The entrepreneur, my product's not going to sit as a skew in a catalog because you could have continued that philosophy, that business philosophy, and still gone about what you're doing now, which is trying to sell the product, be more of a manufacturer rep rather than the entrepreneur that says, my product, the value add is a lot different than the former strategy. And doesn't mean that it was good, bad, or different. It just was. And so your skill set, taking it out there, going to Dykema, women in DSO, being a Dewey, a part of the Antuffy group, that is an intentional strategy. And I can tell you that certainly that resonates with me. That's my vein, right? I, you know, entrepreneur myself and, and come from the manufacturing side and other entrepreneurs I talk to. But there's also others that have strength like you've described, like your husband, right? I'm guessing because I think he's the one who does the actual assembly manufacturing of the product. Is, is that what you told me before when we spoke? Yeah, so he actually manages uh, the assembly process and um, fine-tuning all that. That's really his specialty is lean lean thinking and management and uh, just getting all the steps precisely documented and reproducible and making it all clean and uh, really a, a well-oiled system. Well, we won't let him listen to this, but how is he in sales? I'm guessing probably not so good, and that's your forte. <laughs> uh, yes, we are absolute opposites. See, um, that, that takes a team, though, right? That's what I'm it driving does, at. It does. And that's what's critically important. And I know, Carlene, that sometimes, especially with entrepreneurs, we get into. Uh, uh, let me use I statements and on the two sleuth that guests become vulnerable on the two sleuth. It just kind of happens. Is sometimes as founders. As entrepreneurs, I know for myself, right, there's this sense of imposter syndrome at times. Like, what am I doing here? Can I really do it? There's doubt that creeps in. Um, who do I think I am after being years working for other companies, other products that has structure in place? And then we say, wait a second, I'm going to do this myself. I can do this myself. And so I just, I encourage you and I applaud you because I know what it's like to have that, well, you know, he's the backbone. It's like, he might be the backbone, but all the meat that's on that bone and all of the dressing that's on that, that goes on as the sides of the turkey <laughs> and that turkey dinner and that pumpkin pie and the whipped cream. I, I know you, right? Because we have shared, we have shared history with a certain company. So we know what it's like. So I just encourage you to never forget that. I'm going to transition you right now into something that every one of my guests do. And it's called, what the sleuth is going on? So it's three rapid fire questions. All of my guests answer. And I ask that you just give me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play. Okay. Question number one. What's the worst bad breath you've ever encountered? 
Oh my goodness. As an orthodontic assistant before people wore masks, <laughs> it had to have smelled like this dead fish. Um, I hate to say it, but teenage boys are sometimes the absolute worst. And I, uh, that was one thing when I got out of um, orthodontics and assisting and I, I was like, never again, do I want something to fly and hit me in the face. So I can see Carlene's face. When I said that, her whole face turned really sour. And I do know about teenage boys because I had one. My son now is happily married and 32, but I did have a teenage boy at one point in my life. So I do know what that is like. So for him, it's, it's, we always talk about the stinky taco. That's, that's his, that's his smell when it's Uh, not good. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Question number two. If you could change one thing, about your smile, what would it be? Oh, well, I think the one thing I would definitely change would go back to um, right as COVID was hitting and deciding not to take a Truvia container um, seal off with my tooth. So I, uh, it was probably the best time to have a mask. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was toothless. So my tooth that had had uh, two root canals done on it, um, number seven, was uh, broke off. And so now I was in the process of getting it uh, removed and grafting and getting an implant. Um, I It definitely changed. Even as beautiful the work that she did, um, it was a challenge. And I man, I wish I could go back to my my pretty original. Yeah. And you know, all about the grafting being with uh Strauman group in the regenerative division. So you're like the grafting and the, this and the, that. So, you know, Oh yeah. And (laughs) the multiple and multiple flights and drives. Um, I, of course I had my perfect pick of who I wanted to do, uh, my procedure. And of course she's not local. So she was one of my strawman, um, my strawman advocates, and she did courses for me. We got her, we got her talked into starting to teach her her techniques and her passion. And so, yep, you uh, you nailed it, strawman history and going back in in time to. I really think she said she threw everything under the kitchen sink in there to get uh, get my bone to regrow. So. Yeah, and that's that speaks to you though, right? To the relationship side, and to you know, to use again Jody's her, your superpower, right? Which is the building of the relationships, which those last for a lifetime. And dental is very small, and so yeah, I'm I'm really happy to hear that. It really reinforces what I was talking about earlier with you. Okay, question number three: If you could go back and be the inventor of any dental product, which one would you choose, and why? Oh, I. If I could go back and invent brackets and braces, I, my history goes back to, you know, orthodontics and man, changing lives like that. It was so fun and seeing kids develop and get their identities and be able to feel confident and just happy with their smiles and, you know, the pictures before and after that, that just is magic to me. So I, I think if I could invent, be the inventor of braces, that's probably where I would be. I love that too, because if you think about most that would encounter that, 
getting braces. And I know that the age range has changed, but predominantly at that point in their life, when they're going through so, so much transition, right? The preteen and sometimes the teenage years, but in that age range, and to watch that transformation going from, you know, preteens are going from kids to young adults. There's so much happening at that time. And to be able to deliver and change the way that their appearance is, which is so important to their confidence level and what you're able to provide. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. That was incredible. So I I don't, uh, I want to respect your time and we're getting close to the end of the show. And so what have I not asked you or what would you like to share with the listening audience to be able to round out our program today and what you'd like to be able to share? You know, I didn't talk at all about the blue boa. I know we were talking so much about the the dental that was on me. I the didn't dental wrap, yeah. Yeah. So tell so me about that. The blue that. boa yeah. is um, the blue boa is a, an adaptive tubing that is typically used by hygienists, um, but it's really awesome because it goes in the high vac. So goes in the high vac, forty eight inches between the valve and the patient. So it's this very lightweight tubing, but I actually got to have it used on me. I guess it's been almost two weeks and I took it in my, my doctor, they hadn't tried it yet. And so I took it in I said, I got a, I got a note from personal experience. I've heard about it. And so she reluctantly, you know, I mean, hygienists are creatures of habit. I got to say they are, and I get it. You know, you get, they have to do the same thing over and over. And I I get that they get in their habits. Right. But she said, I'm going to be open. I'm going to give it a shot. I kind of feel like it might get in my way. And I was like, let's just try it. Let's try it. You know, I've heard good things about it. And, um, it was the easiest cleaning I've ever had. She didn't have to stop to, um, after ultrasonic scaling, she didn't have to stop constantly because I'm starting to drool or I'm drowning. And it was awesome because she literally just, she did what she needed to do. And she focused on what she was doing instead of on saliva. And she loved it. She, she's like, this is the best thing ever. How did I not know about this? So I, I, I think sharing that experience from the patient side was amazing. I mean, it just, it made it so easy. I never felt like I was going to gag or that, you know, that feeling of like, I just, if, and you're thinking in your head, like if they could just stop for just a second, but I don't want to interrupt them. But if they just could stop, I never had (laughs) had that sensation. And so it's, it's really fun knowing that my product is doing that for people. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the coolest things about Blue Boa is that it actually impacts like the patient experience. So getting to share that, I think was pretty neat. And I appreciate that. And it sounds like, and from what you're sharing and the experiences from not only the clinicians and hygienists, but from the patient's point of view, now that you've experienced it from that end, that the products that you represent that you own as the owner of Beckmer products um, really are differentiating. Um, And so trying them out of trying to get people to break habit, which we know change is always fun. Um, And it's been a pleasure and having you on and share those experiences, Carlene. uh, And my guest today has been Carlene Bostic, the owner of Beckmer products. 
Please, Carlene, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more about your products, about you, uh, about your husband who's the backbone, who's doing the lean, mean fighting machine of creating these products for you. But they wouldn't go anywhere if it weren't for you sharing with the world all about yeah, it. Yeah. So actually, when we bought Beckmer products, uh, that company was dissolved. And now we are Densept Dental. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So DenceptDental.com. Um you can go to my website. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it, it's very easy if you want to email me or call me, but DSO at densepdental.com and readily available for chatting. Anybody like to know or get a demo in their hands to see how it can help their organization? And I'd love to help. And I just... I love seeing the DSOs grow and I love seeing the practices grow. It's really awesome to see businesses and especially now understanding there's so much behind the scenes to every office. Uh, You know, I just, I love seeing businesses be successful. Fantastic. And we'll make sure all of that get into the show notes for you, Carlene, and for those that want to reach out and learn more about these products that help with the staffing shortage that's going on and make sure that others in the practice don't want to have the experience that Carlene heard about a couple weeks ago of somebody wanting to kill someone if they get pulled into one more perio charting. Uh, So please reach out if you are interested. And thank you so much, Carlene, for your time today and sharing with our listening audience all about Densep Dental products. Greg, you're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I look forward to more dicomas and meetings in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Tooth Sleuth podcast, sponsored by GNA Consult, helping dentists and dental professionals maximize their potential. From vision to execution, creating business strategies that work. Reach out to the show to get more information. Signing off for now, I'm Greg Essenmacher. I thank you for your time and the pleasure of your company. And remember to keep smiling. This podcast was produced by T-Door Productions. Theme song written by The Whole Other.